Folks, the hate coming in, the hate coming in from family, from friends. I simply provide a platform for others to voice their research, their opinions. I take no sides except for the Constitution. It just so happens in 2021 that most of the people that side with the Constitution are those that are in the Republican Party. There are a great number that are in the Democrat Party as well. They are typically those that are unwilling to voice their opinions and come out publicly in defense of things like freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion. The great bastion of a balance in God, isn't it? The United States of America gives all religions equal opportunity preach what you may, pray how you may, do it civilly and peacefully and come under the umbrella of the United States Constitution. But while the hate flings and flongs and flones, and I just take, for instance, the Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, and Louis Gohmert, and by the way, Louis joined my program a few weeks ago in Dallas, Mac Gates, uh, look, at, look at how they were squashed on a public venue outside of the DOJ in D.C. yesterday, some harassing, whistleblowing, literal whistleblowing, a, a man with a whistle. Uh, actually, uh, what seems to be uh, uh, harassing, in a sense, a, a, a female Latina reporter in front of him. Uh, yes, there is a divide, but who's creating it? And, uh, you know, I, I, I have found the corruption to be rampant, and so I take a stand. Again, I do not necessarily side with the Democrat Party nor the Republican Party. I side with the U.S. Constitution of the Bill of Rights. And those things are being infringed on, and so I make my voice heard. And people have a, have a problem with that. What's the old saying? saying? Sticks and stones, sticks and stones, and break your bones, but words can never hurt. We're bringing in Chris Guy right now. He's a Canadian activist. Uh, media labels him of a right as a right-wing activist. And where does this left versus right come from? Uh, look no further than French history. And where are the French right now? French, the French are fed up with Macron and, and, and his uh, vaccine passports and, and the new reset that Klaus Schwab is pressing and pushing. And that includes Bill Gates to, to a latter degree. Nancy Pelosi's right in that club. The French are, they've had, it, they've had enough. And the faux uh, guillotines are being rolled out with a list of everyone's names on it. Once you, once you mandate a vaccine on an individual, that is an invasion of their sovereign person. You cannot force that into anybody's 
person, any body. And, 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 and if, if you think this is a religious war, you may be right. Maybe it is a religious war. Uh, you know, the Jesuits are now controlling the Vatican. I try not to get into religion. I think most of them are, if not all of them, are, are corrupt and, and power-mongering uh, institutions. And that's where the United States is free to practice whatever religion may work for you. Uh, yes, I have my own beliefs, and those are my own, uh, and that's everyone's everyone's right. So, is this a religious thing? It's not. It's not a. It's not a Jewish thing, folks. It's not a Catholic thing. It's not a Islamic thing. It's not a Mormon thing. It's not a Christian thing. This is this is about living peacefully and having the ability to uh, get your research published, have your voice heard and respected. Uh, this is also about fair elections, and if the 2020 elections were fair and balanced, then let the audits take place. Let those audits be heard in a balanced manner, but boy, those voices are being squashed, aren't they? Deplatformed off Twitter, off Facebook, uh, videos being cut off YouTube. The big tech, big tech industry is fully in bed with the Great Reset and the di coming digital currency. Um, anyway, so here we are. Fun times in America and certainly the world. Let's bring in Chris Guy right now. Chris Guy, ladies and gentlemen, joining Discuss the Truth. And uh, let's, uh, let's see if he's uh, available. Uh, he is expecting the call. Uh, Sky is the pseudonym. Okay, so just let him know he called. Okay, he's standing by. I know he's standing by because I just, I was just in contact with him. So, so what's Chris Guy? What's he doing? And we'll let him join the program and introduce himself. Christopher Sakochia. That's the way I'm pronouncing it. Here we are, Chris Guy coming in, calling into the program. Chris Sky, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, uh, sir. Thank you for joining the show. Welcome to Discussions of Truth. How are you? I'm doing great. You, sir, are on a cross-country road trip. Is that right, Canada? Yep, I'm doing a road trip. I'm doing a cross-country tour. Why are we doing it in July and August when they've already declared everybody's free and clear? and everything's back to normal, and all we had to do was take our jab and wear our mask, and everything was fine. Well, the reason I'm doing the tour is it ain't fine. It's all a scam. They want you to get pacified. They want you to kill, they want to kill the freedom movement. They want to kill our momentum. They want to make us believe like they're on our side, and they want this to end, so we all lower our guard. And then when fall comes around, they're going to lock us down again, they're going to claim there's a new variant that's resistant to the vaccine. That's going to be the excuse for all the vaccinated people getting sick. They're going to blame this new variant on the unvaccinated people. That way they can get the vaccinated and unvaccinated uh, with huge division against each other and fear from each other. And that will set the stage for the government to not only lock everybody down again in the fall, but they'll lock everybody down regardless if you got vaccinated or not. They're going to make you wear a mask regardless if you got vaccinated or not. 
and that all the people that got vaccinated, even taking their third jab, are going to realize that they did everything the government told them, and they still got screwed over. And I've been warning people, it's all coming back, the masks are coming back, and everybody was trying to tell me I'm crazy. Well, guess what? I just arrived today in Kelowna for my event today, and I just read a headline that, that they are reinstituting mandatory masks as of tonight, the day that I arrive in Kelowna, to warn everybody that they're about to reinstitute restrictions and bring us back into COVID lockdown. And they didn't even wait till August. July 28th, they published it saying that mandatory masks are coming back because we had something like 100 cases or in the Okanagan Valley. So just like I'm warning people, it's happening right before their very eyes. So nobody can say I'm wrong again, once again. In the United States, the Democrats just shot down. They vetoed a bill that would have looked at and considered the origins of COVID-19, as it's so-called, this coronavirus. Uh, Chris, is COVID-19 a bioweapon? Well, that's, until someone can prove one way or the other, it's speculation to say either or. But most of the evidence, in my opinion, is pointing to, yes, it was a created virus. Yes, this pandemic was planned in advance. It's not a coincidence that things like the vaccine passport were announced way back in 2018 in European Union documents, which even showed a timeline for implementation. And back in 2018, the timeline for implementation said we will have vaccine passports by 2021 off the heel of a global pandemic. So how do they know all this stuff years in advance? How is all these legislations and all these restrictions just coordinated so well all around the world, almost in unison? It's simple. It's because it's planned in advance, it's coordinated, and they're carrying out an agenda. What is the... Everybody up around the world that this has nothing to do with their health and safety, and it has everything to do with control. What is the exact agenda... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Chris, what is the exact agenda for listeners? Pinpoint that. Give give a. Are there various agendas here, or is there uh, outside of control? What type of control is 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 at play here? Well, let's look at what they're doing. First of all, they started closing all of everybody's businesses and eliminating jobs by a million and millions. Why would they do that? Why would they tell you, "Sorry, everybody"? It's too dangerous for you to go and open your business. It's too dangerous for you to go and provide for your family. It's called control. When you are an independent business owner or an employee that has a good job, you are someone who's making money, you're providing to the GDP, you're independent, you can make your own decisions, and if the government tries to tell you to do something, you have the ability to say no. However, as soon as the government closes your business or removes you from your job, and now you're unemployed and starving to death, and the government decides they're going to give you, in Canada they call it CERB, in the United States they're calling it stimulus checks, and in the rest of the world they call it universal basic income, the hallmark of every communist dictatorship. But yeah, if they take away your business and your job, and now you're relying on a check from the government every month to feed your family and survive, the government no longer serves you as it's supposed to. They can now rule you. And they can do things like say, hey, take your vaccine or you're not going to get your check this month. 
And that's what they want. They want control, domination, not just financially, as I just showed you, but they want control over you physically, mentally, spiritually. And how do they need to do that? First, they needed to destroy you financially by removing you from your job or your business. Now, they need to remove the rights and freedoms that we had millions of people fight in world wars around the world and die for, and they need to remove those rights and freedoms from us. So how are they doing that? It's called a vaccine passport. When all of a sudden, all of your rights and freedoms become predicated on you taking an inoculation from the government before you can access your rights and freedoms, they are no longer rights and freedoms. They are now government-granted privileges based on a medical tyranny. And that's exactly what they've done. They've taken away your financial stability and replaced it with dependence on government, and now they've taken away all your rights and freedoms, which is your ability to stand up for yourself. And they want to get rid of them permanently. So that's why they're trying to silence people like me. That's why they're trying to scare everybody back into another lockdown. And the next lockdown is going to be a whole lot worse because when you have all these vaccinated people sick and they need to make an excuse and they blame the unvaccinated, not only is that going to set the stage for new lockdowns, it's going to set the stage to apply the vaccine passport, not just for travel, but for everyday life, so they can restrict the movements and freedoms of Canadians and Americans who choose not to get the vaccine. That's what's coming, just like in France right now. In France right now, can't even go to a grocery store without either showing proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test. So now a simple trip to the grocery store in France to feed your family is the same as you having to plan a vacation on international travel. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's absolutely disgusting. And it's something that's been coordinated against the people's best interests with a sinister agenda that people need to realize and people need to stand up again. That's why I created the hashtag, just say no. Because the only way out of this is what I call united non-compliance. When everybody around the world decides to take off their mask, open their business, reject the vaccine, this will be all over. And there's nothing that they can do. There's a reason why Canada is locked down and America is wide open in most places. And it's because you guys stood up for yourself. Joe Biden went on the air and said, oh, Americans, get vaccinated or you'll be wearing masks forever. Americans didn't cry like Canadians and start complaining and say, oh, I can't believe our government's doing this to us. Americans didn't say, oh, we need a new Donald Trump and a new election to save us. No, they stood up for themselves that this is ridiculous. They took off their masks. They removed restrictions. And that's why the vast majority of states are open and making laws to prevent mask mandates and laws to block vaccine passports. Well, we're certainly doing our best and we have our hands full trying to expose or at least prove that the 2020 election was not rigged, if you will, but we're having a hard time doing that. So this is a global issue. Where does this come from? Help define for listeners the they. Is the they the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab? Who is the they, Chris? the international bankers that 99% of the world's countries are indebted to. They control the government. They make the policies. And when we're talking about, oh, supposed one world government, we're not talking about one 
super villain that's going to take over the entire world and we're going to have one ruler for every country. No, we're talking about a coordinated effort of the different governments around the world to implement a universal law. And that's exactly what they're trying to do with the pandemic. They're trying to make a universal medical law around the world that allows the government to impose their will upon the people. They are trying to change the power structure of society so government no longer serves the people, government rules the people. And they want to set the people up in a perpetual cycle of servitude to the government. That's what the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset is all about. It's about finishing off the transfer of wealth and the transfer of property from the former middle class, now slave class, to the government class, which is the ruling class. So not only are they going to be closing down your businesses that, and taking your money and taking your job, they also want to take your home. And if you notice, in the United States of America, real estate is booming. But if you actually look at who's buying the real estate, it will send a chill down your spine. Over 20% of all new home sales, that's one in five, are being bought by one giant corporation called BlackRock Group. BlackRock Group is a conglomerate of these banking families and their public interest. They control over $3.5 trillion worth of assets, and they are buying up entire neighborhoods. And for all the stragglers that still have houses and still have property, they have a wonderful plan to take it from you. It's called a government-insured reverse mortgage. And now, because they're, get, they, because they're giving out trillions of dollars in stimulus in the United States, and they're running up a massive deficit in Canada and the United States, we're going to have massive inflation over the next few years, to the point of almost hyperinflation. So all the people that are retiring, all the people that are relying on their pensions to survive, are not going to be able to make ends meet. So the government's got this wonderful plan called the Government Insured Reverse Mortgage Program, where they're going to give you thousands of dollars a month, and in the end of the day, at the end of the term, they own your house. So they're going to sell it to the people as a way to not only finance the remainder of their life, but to allow them to pass on money to their children. In reality, through inflation and massive government overspending, all that money is just going to be used for them to survive. So when they pass away. They've lost their wealth, they've lost their property, and they've passed on absolutely nothing to their children who will now live in a state of perpetual servitude. They came up with that, that wonderful little tagline, you will own nothing and you will be happy. What do they mean by that? What's life supposed to be like in 2035 and 2000, or 2040 for Americans and Canadians? Well, they're going to ban gas-powered cars in Canada to start. And they're going to have everybody living in these giant building complexes. 85% of the people will be working from home. Your building complex will have your Starbucks, your Shopper's Drug Mart. It will have your clothing store. It will have your hairdresser. It will have virtually every, your gym, virtually everything you need so you never have to leave your building. And you won't be able to leave your building because you won't be able to afford to. If you're lucky, you may or may not have your own bathroom in your 150-square-foot condo if you're single or 250-square-foot condo if you're in a relationship. If you're lucky enough to have a job where you don't work from home, you'll walk outside, go to the rack of e-bikes, because you won't have a car, you won't be able to afford a car. You'll scan your wrist 
with a barcode on it that brings up your digital wallet and your digital vaccine passport and your digital social credit score. And if all things are good to go, you've been vaccinated, your social credit score is high enough, and you have enough government credits in your digital currency wallet, they will allow you to rent that e-bike for the amount of time it will take you to drive downtown or wherever your job is and then drop it off again. This is the kind of life they envision for all people where you're basically just working as a slave, you can't get anywhere in life, and then you have kids and they have the exact same life as you. This is what they want. They want people to be in a perpetual cycle where they get less and less and less. Success becomes simply survival. Chris, is is there any one particular group behind this? Uh, you're talking about the globalist bankers. Uh, we we can see we pull back and we can see that communism is practiced by the Chinese. It's also practiced by the Russians. However, neither one of those countries incepted the political philosophies that we know as communism we tie that to Karl Marx is there is there is there a philosophical angle perhaps that influenced Karl Marx out of Germany to implement communism and what we see now is being a tactical application on a global central bank scale in in play right now in 2021 where is this originating from in your view like you said, it is, it's a communist-style regime. It's similar to what we see in China. It's similar to what we saw in Nazi Germany and Russia and other places. And that's why when you go to our protests in Canada, and Canada were very multicultural, you'll see a lot of people from former communist countries, whether it was uh, German or Russian or Polish or Romanian communism or Chinese communism or Chilean or South American communism, it doesn't matter what part of the world it came from. Communism is communism. It always means one. It always means two things: massive destruction of the economy and social status, and then massive death for the people as the government tries to rule with an iron fist. That's how every communist regime ends up. The people become useful idiots as they're manipulated against their own best interests. And once they've got the people right where they want them, the useful idiots become useless eaters overnight. And then we see mass murder and the tens of millions as the government tries to regain control over the, over the problems they cause. This is how every communist regime ends up. And they want to do this on a worldwide scale. It sounds like a global war. Some people may label it as World War III. Um, Chris, it, also, uh, how, are, how are people in Canada that you're approaching, that you're... Uh, you're communicating with, how are they receiving this message that you uh, send out urgently? How, 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 is, how are people in Canada receiving you? Well, first I want to I touch on what you said, World War Three. We are definitely at war, and it's our own government waging war against us, mentally, spiritually, physically, every which way possible. And Canadians are not only oblivious to this fact, not only are they not even fighting back, but they're waiting for the people who are waging war on them to give them their next instructions. It's even worse than Stockholm Syndrome. But thankfully, thankfully, I've seen a massive shift in Canada. In the last couple months alone, I've noticed that it's not just people at the Freedom Rallies, it's not just people who are political, 
I can walk down any street in any city in Canada, and the average Canadian will walk up to me, know who I am, recognize me, know what I'm about, and appreciate what I'm doing. And that tells me that the average person is now awake, aware, and is ready to act. And that's huge because they're trying to divide the movement and they're trying to use politics to do it. They're trying to get different political parties to uh, ride on the coattails of the freedom movement and give people this illusion that they have a political solution. They have someone they can vote for to get themselves out of this. Well, if you can tell me any other time in human history where humans have voted their way out of tyranny, then I can understand that. But in reality, the only way out of this is what I've been preaching, and it's called united non-compliance. And that is not a political solution. It doesn't require a politician or an election. It just requires the people to stand up for themselves and just say no to all these crazy restrictions that they're trying to impose. And that's the message I'm trying to get out to the general public. And I know I'm reaching them because, like I said, if the average person in Canada is not, the average person in Canada does not even vote. The largest demographic of Canadians is the non-voter, more than all other political parties put together. So when I see those people engaging in a cause, like fighting for their rights and fighting for their freedoms, I know that Canadians have finally hit critical mass, and they're ready to fight back. And that's why I'm doing this tour, warning everybody that masks are coming back, restrictions are coming back, lockdowns are coming back, and then they're going to try to restrict the movements of the non-vaccinated to try to forcibly vaccinate the entire population under coercion, and that's still not gonna, they're still not going to relinquish the lockdown. So that's what we're doing here. We're letting everybody know this is a, a, a pacification technique, and over the next few weeks and months, they're going to be releasing what they call predictive programming that's going to be trying to give you the idea that lockdowns are coming back, give you the idea that vaccine passports are necessary, give you the idea that this pandemic is never going to end. And it will not end if we wait for them. It will not end if we wait for them to allow us to live our lives. It will only end when we stop listening. Chris, your modern-day Robin Hood, what are the Canadian politicians? I've had Paul Hellier on my program in the in the past, if you know who that is. What are the Canadian politicians that, that are listening to you and they're supporting this movement? They don't support the movement. They are all trying every politician in Canada right now is waging a war against me. Every media wow. in Canada is waging a war against me. Supposed freedom fighters are waging wars against me. Supposed alternative media is waging war against me. What I got invited to speak Canada Day from Randy Hillier and No More Lockdowns, as well as the PPC. They used me to promote the event on all my social media platforms, live shows. I brought thousands of people to the event. When I showed up there after driving five hours, they tried telling me that it wasn't in their best interest to allow me to speak because my message is not congruent with theirs. Why? Because their message is, Oh, don't do anything, sit on the couch, just vote for me, and I promise I'll fix things. And my message is, you can't wait for a politician to fix things, you can't wait for an election, you have to act now and you have to act in your own best interest. The idea of united noncompliance gives the power to the people and makes politicians irrelevant. So no politician and no political party will support my message. In fact, they will use every which way they can to try to demonize and discredit me. That's why I had to write a book. That's why I had to write a book explaining everything. My book, Just Say No, 
the first book in the history of the world to be banned by Amazon the day before it was to go on wow. sale, after they gave me a publishing deal. That's how scared of me they are. They had to ban my book. They had to arrest me the day before I was supposed to go on tour to launch my book. They charged me with five felonies. They gave me conditions on my freedom to try to prevent me from touring, to try to prevent me from speaking. This is how communist governments work. I haven't broke any laws, yet somehow I'm not allowed to drive. I'm not allowed to fly. They raided my house and took every legally owned firearm licensed and registered that I had. They also have me on bail where I can't, I couldn't speak anywhere in my home state of Ontario all the way up until almost July. And I'm on a bail where I need to be with my, the bail surety who bailed me out. So he has to actually come on tour with me everywhere I go. This is what they did to try to prevent me from speaking. And when that didn't work and I could still get my message out, they used every one of their re media resources to try to discredit me and try to attack me, to try to defame me, including the politicians. I'm going to see if I can get that book out for you. I'm going to introduce you to my publisher. I'll send a message to you offline. Uh, Chris, speak a little bit about John McAfee. What happened to him? Uh, what are your thoughts in that regard? I think he knew too much, and I don't think he was. I don't think he killed himself. The man literally made a post and a tattoo of himself saying, "If, I, if they say I killed myself, I didn't kill myself." When someone's going to those kind of lengths to let you know that they are scared that they're going to be suicided, which is very com common for people who know too much. And then it happens. You have to take everything they tell you with a grain of salt. I'm pretty sure even his widow has come forward now and stated that she does not believe that the death was natural. And anybody can speculate why they killed him, but everybody knows that he knew a lot about what was going on right now, including to do with child trafficking and other things, secrets that really rich and powerful people don't want getting out. What are your thoughts on, you know, many Americans uh, are waiting for their knight in shining armor, if you will, to run back in and take uh, take control of the White House. We have a stealth war politically in the United States. The two sides are going at it, and it seems that even in the Republican side, uh, many of them are a Republican in name only, not defending these constitutional basic rights that the land was built on. Uh, Chris, uh, address quickly, uh, address quickly, A, your thoughts on these QAnon posts, what is that? Uh, and B, uh, your view on the 2020 election. Well, I believe, first of all, with QAnon, I believe QAnon is something that's interpreted different by virtually everybody who supposedly follows it. Because if you ask 100 different people, what is Q, who is Q, what's Q's goal, what's Q's timeline, you'll get 100 different answers. So that's really open to interpretation of people. The, number, the, the one explanation I've heard from people that make, seems to make sense is to question everything, do your own research, and try, to, and try to find out what's really going on because what they tell you obviously isn't the truth. Obviously, that's a very broad definition, but I think it, that's the only one to me that actually makes sense. With regards to the 2020 election, it's quite obvious it was fraudulent. It's quite obvious that it, it was probably the most ridiculous election that I've ever witnessed. And now they have all this talk about the audits and that, and... A lot of people are pretending like it's a conspiracy theory. A lot of people are pretending like it doesn't really exist or it's not going to really change anything. But 
if that's the case, why are they taking down Twitter accounts that talk about the audit? Why are they trying to why are they trying to like really suppress it? If they're if they really have nothing to worry about, let them do the audit. Let them check the ballots. Let them make sure they're all valid. But Chris, I don't see the problem with that. With Chris, the speculation of Trump coming back. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, how can how can Americans help your cause? It sounds like. Uh, at least there's a percentage of Americans call it call it the 75 million that voted for Trump and the, maybe the other 25 million that are sick and tired of the mask mandates and any type of vaccine mandate. Uh, L.A. County just went back under lockdown. How can Americans help you and help Canada? Because Canada seems like they're in a way worse situation and you've you've laid it out for Americans right now and and how dire your situation is you you don't have a single politician that's supporting your side whereas we we have quite a few politicians that are working hard for these basic freedoms uh how can listeners help you well first of all they have to realize that what's happening in Canada is also going to happen in America yeah, you guys are well-armed, you guys love freedom, and there's over 300 million of you, so it's not going to happen overnight like it did in Canada. But if you look at places like California and New York, they're a lot more similar to places like Toronto than they are places like Florida or Texas. And that's going to be what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to spread that over the United States by removing as many red state governors as they can, election after election. So Americans, in order to help us, I'm doing all this to provide the knowledge, inspiration, and courage for people to be able to help themselves. So that's how you have to get out of this. When you know what's going on, when you understand the propaganda and you know how to fight back against it, that's the best way to end this. And that's what Americans are great for, because they like to stand up for themselves. So I want to go on tour in America. I want to get my message out to all the Americans, because I believe when Americans hear what i got to say, they will stand up for themselves on that. They will say no. And when Canadians see that, they'll hopefully follow the example of their American brethren. Chris, what's the what's the next weapon? You're you're you're, you're warning people to uh, to prepare for uh, for for a new variant, uh, more lockdowns. That'll just slaughter the middle class, as if it's not already on life support in the United States and certainly in Canada. Uh, the middle class is in far worse position. What's the next weapon? Are, 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 is this is this globalist regime sticking to their vaccination agenda, or will they? Uh, will, will they weaponize something else to import uh, or implore their 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 uh, their cryptocurrency? People against each other. Did you not see how crazy mask wearers were for people who weren't wearing a mask? Think how crazy the vaccinated are going to be around the unvaccinated, especially when the vaccinated start getting sick and the government starts telling them. You're getting sick because the unvaccinated people created a new variant, which makes your vaccine ineffective. So they're going to be pushing the idea that anybody who's unvaccinated is a danger. Anyone who's unvaccinated is a terrorist. And then when people start getting sick and dying who have been vaccinated, they're going to blame it on the unvaccinated. And that's going to cause the biggest weaponization of society we have seen thus far. And that's going to set the stage, not just for the lockdown, but for allowing the government to impose restrictions on the minority of the population who chose not to take the vaccine. That's the huge thing here. 
Yeah, I can I can easily see that happening, and I appreciate uh, appreciate your warning, uh, Chris. Uh, final final question here, I suppose, as we wind down, and and again, thank you for your time. I will make that introduction to you, uh, and uh, let's see about possibly getting you down here to uh, to join a tour, uh, because because the the pastor from uh, the pastor from Calgary, uh, Arturo, uh, not sure the the pronunciation last name. Go ahead. Correct. Yeah, he was just down in, uh, I think it was Anaheim. Yeah, I just got to get off my five felony politically motivated pathetic charges first. I actually have court for it again tomorrow, and hopefully they drop everything, or at least they grant me a trial so I can go there and rip them a new asshole. But yeah, one way or the other, I'll be getting off those charges soon, and then I'll be coming over to the state. Uh, Chris, what's, uh, what's next for you? How can people follow your movement? Uh, how can they donate? How can they get involved? Well, they kicked me off of Instagram where I had over 250,000 followers. But I have uh, my own website now, and it's www.realchrissky.com. And uh, you can go on there. I do every time I'm at an event, like I'm going to be in Kelowna later today at 6 p.m. Uh, Vancouver time. I go live from my website at all the events so people can watch and see the speeches and see how, see how the different uh, people in different cities are reacting. And then on top of that, we have all my videos and other content on the website. And I'm working with someone right now to integrate a Facebook-style social media platform on the website, which will be a bastion of free speech and non-censored, and hopefully become a new flagship social media platform where people can uh, freely express their ideas. Sky is a pseudonym. Go ahead. Pardon? I say... Sky is a pseudonym. And how, how is your last name pronounced? Uh, Sakosha. My 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 name is Chris Sakosha, and that means pocket in Italian. Sky comes from my employment, uh, family business. We own a company called Sky Homes Corporation, which is low-rise residential develop, design, and build. So I've been dealing with the government for over 20 years, and people have been calling me Chris Sky since I was about 15 years old. So that's awesome. where that name came from. Awesome, Chris. Looking forward to keep in touch. I'll uh, I'll shoot that uh, that connection right out to you and uh, have a great event this evening. Thank you. And yes, www.realchrissky.com. You can order my book. Just say no. Uh, and pretty soon, I'm going to have some merchandise on there, like hats, tank tops, shirts, and they're all going to be uh, they're all going to be for, uh, available. That way, we can support the movement. We can keep these tours going. And we can fund things to help end this pandemic rather than the billions and billions and billions that have been funded to help perpetuate it. Chris Guy, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, talk to you soon. Thank you very much, man. It was a pleasure. Folks, there's uh, Chris Guy, uh, Sakosha. I think I got that pronunciation right. Yes, Arturo Palensky might be the uh, I, I I don't see the name written in front of me right now, so I won't attempt to uh, to get it right. But he is uh, a pastor in Calgary, and he recently joined uh, the Clay Clark uh, the conference in I believe it was Anaheim. Uh, I happened to have been at that event. I did not get a chance uh, to connect with him, but uh, in order to connect with him and get more information about him. Uh, you can go through a gentleman that I know quite well out of Virginia, running for a Senate seat, I think it is out there, Leon Benjamin, or possibly grab more information about uh, Arturo off of uh, Clay Clark's website. That's Thrive Time 
uh, Chris Guy, uh, folks, uh, you know whether 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 you conceptualize what what the real battle is here, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's uh, the coming onslaught of computers and robots taking uh, Amer uh, human beings' uh, jobs, uh, whatever you see the vaccine being in the large scope of things, uh, what is happening is the United States, for instance, is in now close to a $30 trillion debt. And what should appall you is that only one president out of 46 now, uh, whether the presidents along that line have legitimately gotten to power or not, uh, that's up to the will of the people to prove or disprove. Uh, the fact of the matter is that there are now been 46 men uh, in the Oval Office. Uh, we've not had a female president up to this time, nothing against a female, as uh, females typically tend to be actually smarter, in my opinion, than most men. That aside, it was one president, 1842, folks, 1842, what is that, 180 years? Uh, one president that left office without his government in debt. That is Andrew Jackson. Every single other U.S. president, including Donald Trump, including George Washington, including John F. Kennedy, left his position with his government in debt. So if you do nothing else with this episode, then research who the United States is in debt to, then you're probably doing great work. Because what my research, research has shown over the course of four plus years now is that the United States is not in debt to China per se, per se. Not in debt to the Russians per se, per se. The United States is in debt to a European banking cabal whose public voice is Klaus Schwab that is headquartered in Basel, Switzerland and controls all the central banks around the world. That includes the United States Federal Reserve that was implemented and passed by law in 1913 by Woodrow Wilson, who later lamented the fact that he signed that bill into law. Do the research. It's all public and you can search it on any public search engine. You get the same results. These are facts, folks. These are facts. And you should be up in arms that your government is not honoring its economic sovereignty. Because, yes, your government, if you will, as a federal republic, has a geographic independence. But it has never, I argue, had a, an economic independence ever, except for 1842. And that would be an argument as well. Yes, these are true. These are true. And so, therefore, is the United States simply trying to defend freedom of religion? Is the same en is the enemy of 1776 the same enemy an enemy from uh, from the pilgrims that left uh, Dartmouth, landed on Plymouth Rock? It's the same. Is it is it the same enemy as Henry VIII? Is it the same enemy? Is it they? Is it a Roman-based enemy? Is it a religious enemy? That's a question you should be asking. The Jesuits now control the Vatican. The Jesuit order is a marine military order. 
That's another fact. There's no theory there. And they have been known by various scholars to topple governments by controlling them economically. Nobody's going to confront the U.S. military. That's a fact. Another, well, that's an opinion. But no, nobody, nobody's going to control the United. Nobody's going to take on the U.S. military. Nobody will. But if you can control the government behind the military, and therefore control the military and get it into mindless wars like Korea, like the two world wars of the past century, like Vietnam, like Iraq, like Afghanistan, to do the bidding and do the dirty work of your economic engine that's based perhaps that I would contest in Basel, Switzerland, then, uh, then, then you're victorious. Hegelian dialectic, control the opposites, dominate the nature of the outcome. Anthony Sutton, former Stanford Hoover fellow, that was censored by Palo Alto and left his fellowship to publish his own books on his on his on his own. Trine Day, T R I N E D A Y, Trine Day Publishing, still in still in publication. In fact, No More Lies is a book that I have had an agreement to have published now for over two years, and that is the publisher that gave me the agreement. So that will be coming. You can pre-order the book. No one's read it yet because it's not published. Because I've been busy with other things, and I'm simply not concentrating on getting this book out to the public. But it is something that you can pre-order, and uh, perhaps by the time it is published, uh, I will um, have another book published. We'll see. IanTrotier.com, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. You can find under the research tab a plethora of information by highly credible sources that support everything I'm talking about. No one should force you to wear a mask. You get sick, you get sick. That's on you. Just like if you eat uh, you know, eat Jolly Ranchers or some, some disgusting high-sugar content food on a daily basis. Well, you're susceptible to Getting diabetes, I suppose. That's your choice, isn't it? No one should force you to wear a mask. And certainly what's happening in France, as Chris said, no one should be forcing you to get a vaccination, to have access to food. But that's a reality. That's a reality in France, and that is will be a reality in the United States unless you continue to stand up. And if you haven't stand up, and you haven't written to your politicians, and if you haven't voiced your opinion, then do it now. Do it now. Patrick Henry. Give me freedom or give me death, isn't it? Or give me liberty, one of the two. You're facing the same tyrant. Just in a different form. Just in a different persona. But it's the same tyrant. Tyranny is tiring. And it's in the United States. And it's in Canada. It's growing in Canada like a disgusting disease. Oh, wait, virus or bacteria. Hmm. And it's grinding its teeth, gnashing its teeth, sharpening its claws to completely destroy the United States of America, the last beacon of hope on the planet, I contest. And if it falls and you feel bad about it falling, you have no one else to blame but yourself. Of course, if you want it to fall, then continue doing what you're doing. Wear your mask, 
get yourself vaccinated and don't care about any other opinions. But here's the fact, like I mentioned to Dr. Drew the other day, who has been vaccinated, who has a vaccine passport, and who said the vaccine made him gravely ill. Yes, Dr. Drew, the same guy that was, I think he was kicked off of CNN or he left CNN and he went to Fox News, the same guy. He did say, Ian, I support your right to not be vaccinated. That's really the doll matters. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. It's a tro- your choice. No one can force that on you, regardless of where you live on the planet. And if you don't stand up for yourself and defend yourself, verbally speaking, intellectually speaking, that a vaccine will enter your body. We'll take a stand and take a stand now. I want to mention uh, Google Leaks, recent book by Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees. You can find that now. Buy it. It's not officially released. I think another week. You can buy it right now on Amazon. And um, and I want to thank uh, thank Zach because in chapter thirteen you can find a, uh, a very entertaining story about the two of us at. Uh, Doral National in Miami. All right, so for a uh, another discussion of truth, I am Ian Trottier. You can follow me on Twitter. I don't use Twitter that much. You can follow me on Instagram. I use that quite regularly. It's I-E-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-R. On Twitter, it's real Ian Trottier. Uh, that's the second account because the first account was, was deplatform. And speaking of deplatform, before I go, uh, I do now have Stop Mass Media transferred to a new domain, See how long that lasts. Uh, Stop Communism, I believe, is also transferred to a new na- uh, domain. That's .net. Uh, both of those websites, including my own personal website, were deplatformed in December, I believe it was, after I had created StopCommunism.net. Um, so a number of those websites were, were taken down by Yola, Y-O-L-A, which is a server based out of San Francisco that actually is ran by one called Two Cows that runs out of, I believe it's Toronto. Okay, Toronto Dominion Banking. Hmm. Follow the banking lines, follow the money, you'll discover quite a bit of corruption and expose it. Your freedom relies on it. Until next time, folks, thanks for tuning in, and be awesome.